welcome to episode 15 with Austin. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me on. Excited to catch up and, you know, talk about talk about some stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> get started. What did you want to talk about? Yeah, I was wondering of like, I was thinking, how did we actually meet? Because it's with you and with other people I've been connecting with uh, for like the last couple of years. It seems like we've known each other since forever ago, but it's like, oh, you're here. Oh, yay. We know each other. But I can't remember how we connected. That's what I was thinking about. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I honestly, yeah, the same. I, a, a lot, a lot of people that, you know, you, we run into on this kind of like awakened path. It's because maybe we, we run in similar circles or we, um, we follow similar, similar people or like we post stuff, you know, that resonates with each other. And I think I, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I followed you on Instagram because you did some live shows or like Instagram lives with Chris a long long time ago yeah okay mm -hmm. I've, I've been following Chris a long a long time and yeah I think I just followed you after after one of those live shows oh yeah that's probably when yeah mm -hmm. I think we actually like met met in a telegram group I think um, mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think so too wow that makes yeah that makes a lot of sense now that's I don't, like, I don't know yeah. how many telegram groups we've been in together but uh I'm pretty sure <laughs> if if you if we go i i have i've deleted a lot of them but i bet you if we go if i went through uh, a lot of them we were probably mutual contacts in a, a lot of the telegram groups too oh yeah that's for sure it's like you you keep getting these people coming into your lives uh in one way or another and then at some point you decide to connect and but we've always been present in each other's fields and and as you know i i lived i used to live in the united states before so but have you always been in your area is it okay to say where you're at i don't know because maybe you don't want to say but it's you know it's okay but I, i've been very close to where you're at yeah yeah i mean i'm in i'm in washington dc can't really say uh it's not a it's not as big as a state like you know florida or texas so but but yeah i uh i've been in washington dc the majority of my time in the u.s i've moved around a little bit i've lived in uh illinois i've I was in. Hey, wait a second! Wait a second! You say Illinois, and people will, were like telling me, "Oh, it's Illinois." Is that something like in, in the U.S.? People just kind of like bash each other for not pronouncing names correctly. Yeah, and, stuff like and, and <laughs> I, think, I think I've just I grew I I grew up in a foreign country, and everyone just call it calls it Illinois. So, <laughs> wait, where can you tell people where you grew up? Because I yeah, really uh, I'm I'm originally from Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. and so, people yeah okay you you pronounce the s that's the most logical thing to do right <laughs> yeah. unless it's like french and maybe it's like Ilonois. yeah how do you know french by the way <laughs> uh like i grew up like i said i grew up in ethiopia and ethiopia is kind of like the cultural hub of africa so there's mm. a, a lot yeah. of diplomats there's uh there's a french a French specific school. There's a Greek specific school. There's um, an Italian school. There's, I think, yeah, there was a Russian school. Um, so a lot. <laughs> oh wow! 
so there there's um i i got to i got to come across like a lot of people from a lot of different cultures because in that country it's like like i said it's a cultural hub like you know how the headquarters of the un in the uh on the west coast is or on the west western hemisphere is in new york city uh yeah okay mm -hmm. so the the headquarters the headquarters of the un in the western hemisphere is in new york city the headquarters of the un eastern hemisphere is actually in ethiopia oh that okay that i did not know wow yeah. um and the the headquarters of the african union which is basically the un of africa is also in ethiopia so, wow, so i grew i grew up around i grew up around a diverse group of people like i i picked up you know languages here and there and especially since it's because i was young i was in ethiopia between birth and like 18 years old mm, okay mm -hmm. so never had like full exposure to one culture like so i didn't really get to learn russian completely or french or italian but i kind of kind of took pieces of their cultures with me like i I have I have a deeper understanding of like the people, like the cultural nuances. And yeah, so that's kind of how I know all these languages. And I learned Spanish was the one of the languages I learned uh, actually in school. Like when I was in college, I took two years of Spanish wow. um, in college. And then before that, I lived I lived in uh, Mexico. I don't know if you're familiar with really. Yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with Los Mochis, like the Sinaloa. No, yes. Oh my God, I have. I used to have like a, a a guy that I had a really big crush on that lived in Sinaloa when I okay. was like 15 years old. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so he was my boyfriend apparently, and then of course after a while I yeah let that go. But how long were you there? When and what dates? Because I'm like, what it was, like, it was less than a year. It was between me starting college. Uh, it was like when I came to the US and, and like between me starting college. So what years, like what years were th was that? Like between 2006 and 2007. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, like, yeah, okay. Yeah, some, something something around, around there. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, I was, in, I was in Los Mochis uh, for like eight months, like eight, nine months. Wow, that's so crazy. And that was before I learned Spanish. So I picked up, I picked up a lot of Spanish just living there and like having to survive, uh, not really survive. I was honestly, I stayed, I stayed, I stayed with my dad's friend. I stayed with my dad's friend there and he helped my dad in Ethiopia, uh, build like telecom stuff. But when I got to Los Mochis, that dude like lived on like one of those villas you see like on tv like a cliff oh. a cliffside yeah. villa uh like overlooking like the ocean and everything wow so so, so uh i was like <laughs> how the fuck is this guy so rich and i asked my dad <laughs> and he just never he never he never told me exactly what else what else his friend did um, <laughs> which was probably not very legal right yeah so so after i got after i got older like this is me this is me in college uh fast forward a couple of years after i'm learning spanish and stuff and i learned that sinaloa is like like drug king central yeah. like so so this man possibly might might have been like the accountant of a or like i don't know i don't know what, but 
he definitely he was definitely involved because whenever we would go anywhere we had we had like a car following us and like he had he had like armed security so i'm like i put all these pieces started falling into place like two years later i was like oh cool i was like probably staying with a drug king <laughs> yeah you were you were <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and then so and after that, what did you do? Oh, wait a second. I also have one more question before you move on to, to the next um, part of your journey, because um, I've heard a lot about like Ethiopia as like, um, for me, what I admire a lot about that culture is the stamina. You see what I mean? In terms of like the strength and there's a lot of runners there that like, you know, cause I'm, a, I'm, my background is like, also I did a lot of running in my college years and stuff. And uh, for me, it's like also the Mexicans, like we have this running culture of like, we're just natural runners. And I love this book. I don't know if you know this book. It's like born to run. Yeah. Born, we're born to run in Ethiopia. That's, that's that's also them. I don't know. Do you do running or do you have people in your life that like, but in any case, you have that stamina, no matter if you run or not. But I'm just curious about like what you think about that. That Yeah. Know. Yeah, it's de it's definitely part of the culture. It's really huge. It's something that um, Ethiopia takes a lot of pride in. Um, and yeah, I think it is kind of hardwired hard into into the genetics, too, because I can um ask me yeah. to go ask me to go to the to a gym and lift weights I can maybe do it for 30 minutes but if you say like run on a treadmill or like go run outside I could probably run for like four hours and yeah exactly Down so and up. there's definitely yeah. yeah there's definitely something in my legs like the leg muscles of Ethiopians, of Ethiopians. and even me somebody who never trained their whole lives like you know cultivating it can can you know has pretty strong legs so uh maybe that's i i, I would definitely give uh give up like maybe 50 percent of it for a more balanced like you know upper body but you know we can't have it all like no but day, mm -hmm. <laughs> no i was gonna say at the end of the day i'm okay uh if i have to run for my life from like a lion at least i'll be i'll be, I'll be good no, but it, that be just made me think about your dreams about like like you know fighting against zombies and stuff. You like you have the stamina. You did it for like three days in a row. <laughs> you know, it's like in your dream. So it's like that's what you're built for. That's what you're here to do on this uh, this reality at, at least. You know, it's like we're so many things. I feel like you know, there's like so many layers to this reality. But at the same time what did you come here to do and what are your genetics and this this 3d plane or whatnot and your ancestors and everything that plays a big role i think in in terms of what uh you're you're built to do yeah what do you think about that <laughs> yeah definitely i think certain people are hardwired to be able to handle certain things better that's just that's just bottom line like you said genetics or like culture or whatever like um but uh but yeah as far as like my purpose and stuff i'm kind of figuring it out now but yeah it i mean just even going back through how i grew up like my exposure to like all these cultures as a kid and just having being able being able to 
kind of have so many perspectives in my head. Like I was saying, I grew up around like Russians and Italians and Greek people and Indians and all these cultures. Like I, I had friends who went to all, uh, all of those schools growing up. Yeah, looking back, I think, and now even into what I'm doing professionally for work, I was always kind of like supposed to be like a bridge builder. So mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, if my at the moment, I mean, you know, we were like you said, we're multidimensional, we evolve, like my my purpose might change in the future, you know, when a, a new, a new thing arises. But right now, I feel really called to kind of like bridge gaps, like these polarity gaps between like cultures and like, uh, you know, race and like all these, like I call them, like, I mean, uh, I don't, I didn't invent the word, but there's a lot of these things called, uh, that I like to call consciousness traps in in modern psychology and like modern society. And it's like things around race, things around class, things around money, just certain aspects of these things clearly, clearly are, are, are like siphoning you and like sucking your attention and consciousness and people keep engaging with them. And like, they don't realize the, the puppet strings, like people, like we have another thing I like to say is um, any kind of unintegrated, like fears or traumas that we experience mm-hmm. the the systems the you know external environment uh other people they basically like can puppet us with those with those strings like that's how that's how militaries get people to do unthinkable things like how um how soldiers are brainwashed to like not see the people that they're invading as humans and all this yeah. stuff yeah, I think a, a big part of my mission now is to kind of shed light on these traumas that are that are puppet, puppeting people. I keep doing this because I yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's a good uh, that's a good image to yeah, portray. Them. I'm doing I'm doing the strings and the movement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a, that's the dynamic that's happening. But, You're totally right. Yeah. But it's not, it's not the external system. Like this is another thing that another distinction I like to make too. When we're being puppeted, you know, through our traumas, through our unintegrated fears, unintegrated aspects, it's not necessarily the external doing this to us. It's we feel these pulls and we, you know, we go along. You feel feel something making you want to do this and you do that versus, you know, before doing this, you were like, oh, wait. (laughs) yeah so so there's like there's this disconnect in people where they can't tell they just I don't know maybe they don't have the awareness to see where it's not really about blaming the external or your circumstances or what made you what made you do this Mm -hmm. it's about how how you kind of allowed this energy to get you to that point yeah And, and then like that's the biggest that's the biggest shadow work. And like, I, w- we talked before you started recording about what shadow work is to me. And like, yeah, it's every, every time I do shadow work, it could be anywhere from 30 minutes to like, you know, a half a day. I don't know. But what I'm basically yeah. doing is uh, reviewing my week or life or certain times where I felt like I compromised, compromised my integrity or my true, true self to, you know, to the puppets, to like the puppet strings. 
Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I I get, I get exactly what you mean. And, you know, for people listening, because some people, I feel like I just got this message. Some people don't have a clear, uh, I guess, uh, interpretation or I guess, meaning of like, what, what is shadow work? You know, because I've even had people ask me this directly once in a while, like, so what do you mean by shadow work? How would you define shadow work? Like in, in concretely in your words? To me, like I like I said, shadow work could be some like how we do it is I think specific to each person. Like somebody, somebody can like you know how I just lay in bed for six hours and do shadow work. Like somebody's uh, somebody might be going to the gym and lifting weights to do their shadow work, which I might <laughs> I should probably start on if we're being honest. <laughs> oh my gosh you know what this okay so this clear message came in for somebody that's listening this is really important some people think oh i got chills some people think that um they were just really attached to their like physical image and they think that this is a healthy thing to go to the gym every day Mm. but in reality this is an addiction it's not something that you should be yeah this is not something i should you should be focusing on because you think that it's good for you because it makes you feel good, but in reality, you're just attached to this image that it, it's not really you. You see what I mean? It's like um, society makes it look like, oh, this is a healthy thing to do, but in reality, it's an addiction that's just attaching you actually to something that is not really you. You see what I mean? I feel yeah. like there's some people going through that right now, so that need to, needed to be said. in in this episode to somebody listening so yeah Mm -hmm. oh for for sure yeah like again that's that's where that's like a prime example of when you do shadow work like am I going to the gym for me am I going to the gym you know to make myself healthy or is there an underlying puppet string that's like is it is it is it me is it me uh like trying to avoid being judged by people? Am I trying to fit in somewhere? If you're not, if you're not doing something for you, just out of like the pure intention of, you know, the experience and like, you know, making yourself better or whatever, um, you'll still get to that point of looking better, but it's going to be, it's going to have all these like little fragments in there. Yes. uh, Yes. And what just came to mind is like, if if there's something that you cannot stop doing for more than a few days that's an addiction it's like if you can't stop going to the gym for a week you're addicted and that's that's not pointing to something that's healthy for you you're you're still buying into that that like you said the puppet strings you know they're controlling yeah. you yeah, yeah to make you yeah mm-hmm. or even the reverse is true if something if you're if you don't feel like going to the gym and you force yourself to go um there might like this is a uh, this is where it's complicated too where mm. it's that that forcing yourself to go is it going against your true nature or are you aligning yourself to like you know make yourself better so right I don't know, it gets it gets it gets weird it gets weird but like bottom line is as long as people do the shadow work around it like yeah. why, why they're doing these things like they can tell they can tell if it's like puppet strings if they're allowing yeah. if they're allowing themselves to be puppeted through unintegrated fears traumas or whatever whatever aspect uh like aspects you know that that may be being pulled 
through us or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I totally get what you're saying because it's different. I feel like it's different when you go to the gym because it feels good for you and you're just enjoying it. It's, it brings you joy. That's different than when you go because, oh, I have to do it to look good or to impress people. That's a different frequency, you know? Yeah. Same. And that's, I think I, I spoke about this earlier too, whereas for some reason, I just feel better when I'm running, um, when I'm doing like cardio stuff. So that's kind of been my, my chosen, chosen mode of transport. But like I do, I do like, you know, do body weight exercises and stuff, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's just, I don't think I've like integrated the, the parts that I need to integrate to, to maybe dive into that, dive into that more deeply. But, um, but yeah, because I, and maybe it's because I've been exposed to, like, I grew up around people who are obsessed, like gym obsessed. Ah, really? Yeah, me too. I know, me too. And yeah. so I've gotten away from that. Like I completely separated myself from the running culture. I don't do racing anymore. I don't go to to the gym yeah, anymore yeah. I just do what I feel is good in the moment and if I if I want to go for a run I will and I can go for hours kind of like you said it's like I can go running for four hours that's fine but as long as it brings me joy if I'm not enjoying it then I'm like okay I'm done you know like it's not about yeah. that it's not about like oh I, I'm doing it to be fit and to beat people in a race I'm doing it just because it feels right for me and because it's building my stamina because I know that in this reality some of us that's what we're here for and I'm just like ah yeah we're here to be resistant and to endure you know certain things and it's like that kind of like warrior energy you know yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. you brought you brought up a you brought up a good point like that I just noticed some shadow work I might need to do because uh, I've been, I've probably been avoiding going to the gym because of all the, the the bad experiences that I had around knowing people who were trying to like force me in there. Ah, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> so they're like, like so. They, it, it was like I'm like from from a, their perspective, they were probably like you know doing it out of like come you know join us and like and let's like be included like you know let's be part part of this group or whatever. Mm. <laughs> I, I, always, I always felt like it wasn't organic to me. So, mm. so I think the I think the many years of me being around people who loved going to the gym maybe in in an unhealthy way like you said maybe they were addicted like maybe they were like you know like always like about this physique like let's get, let's go like you know th- that kind of yeah kind of. so so um I did I did grow up around those people like I had some some of those people in my family um in college as well ran into a lot of people who kind of who kind of used you know exercise and like the gym and stuff to cover their shadow work but wow. they, weren't, yeah. they weren't actually doing like, that's what I was saying when we, we even jumped into this conversation. If you're going into the gym and like, while you're lifting your weights, if, if you're in your head, if you're processing, you know, stuff that's gone through your day, kind of like what I was saying, like anytime, you know, like you can work, we can work multidimensionally. You don't, you don't have to go into the gym, put headphones on and just zone out, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
zone out for like two, three hours and then just go home. Like while you're doing all that stuff, you can navigate your consciousness. And that, that part appeals to me. And when I'm ready to go back to the gym, I'll probably like to into like I'm into heavy lifting or whatever, whatever, (laughs) what I'll probably be doing is when I'm, when I'm lifting the weights or, you know, when I'm doing these exercises, I'm going to be, uh, instead of distracting myself with music or whatever, I'm going to be like finding shadow fragments in my consciousness, like with every rep, like I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So I think, uh, yeah, I think a lot of the things we do, a lot of the hobbies that exist, we, we kind of underestimate them while what you can do shadow work while watching movies, you can do shadow work while playing video games, you can play shadow work, like by going to the gym, uh, running. I mean, if you're a crocheter, when you're crocheting, I think people limit limit like the just uh just because a hobby is a hobby it's not meant to distract you and like make you feel better and you know keep the shadows at bay what 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 we should be doing is using these these tools or these chan like times in our lives to integrate and not not avoid you know certain things so if you're using any if any hobby you have is kind of being used to avoid something, then that's that's when you should be doing shadow work. Exactly. <laughs> that was a really yeah. long that was a really long answer for shadow work, but <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. I was like, well, yeah, we talked about shadow work and I asked you the question and we went on this rant of like gym and not, but that is perfect. Let's just bring it back to like the so the question was like, so what is shadow work, right? And how does it look like for you? What can it look like for other people? It it can look different from your perspective, but what's important is not to distract yourself from what you should be looking at. It's to take those moments and really connect with yourself and see, okay, what is it that I can integrate in the now with the activity that I'm doing, right? It's like, so you can do it in so many ways. It doesn't have to look the same for everybody because it can be meditation. It could be dream state. It could be the gym, like you said, or like crochet or whatever. It's just like, there's so many different ways to do it. But as long as you're not using that activity as a distraction, then that can definitely turn into an, shadow work right yeah 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 exactly um like I'm telling you when I'm watching a movie like for those who are aware like you know we have we have multiple you know chakras and like where where we have uh you know this multi-dimensional awareness and all this stuff and like I'm I'm tapped into all 15 of my dimensions when I'm when I'm watching when I'm watching a movie like trying to trying to get as much of it out like I'm not just watching a movie and just like zoning out and like oh I had a terrible day let me just turn this on um and just like zonk out like (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) so I mean that that might trigger some people but I mean I don't I don't if anyone's watching this podcast and they watch tv just do this then maybe (laughs) do some shadow work (laughs) the same time i know right <laughs> that's so funny uh, but yeah like, I, i've really i've really started being about um being more conscious in everything i do whether it's 
laundry or like literally anything I'm doing, like I try to turn it into a, into a thing of figuring myself out. Wow. That like, is, yeah, that's really cool. And that's what, that's basically what shadow work is like. Mm. Yeah. I like your definition of shadow work and everybody will have a different definition. And what I'm here to to do is share all these perspectives because you know, I, I feel like some people are are just kind of really fixed on their ideas and everything. And just, it's like, this is the way it is or not. And I like to explore different perspectives and we can see things from different angles. And if it, even if we don't agree sometimes, that's okay. It's about considering and saying, oh, that's interesting. And then thinking, well, you know, maybe I agree, maybe I don't, maybe I will later. But yeah, what's important yeah. is to be open to all of these different perspectives. And so that's one of the, I guess the objectives of this podcast is to help people like, uh, you know, explore all that and not be close to what they think reality is because also timelines are shifting all the time. You know, it's like one day things, something might be true and another day it's a different thing. So it's like, we've got to like adapt a lot. And I feel like, so this is what's coming to mind a lot of people on this planet like you and me are very adaptable like we have this capability of adapting to different situations and and uh and being like a chameleon and we can be everywhere at the same time you know it's like it's like yeah it, it, the ethiopian energy for me it's also that it's like uh adaptability you know what i mean so that's really cool <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love- I like the way I like the way you put it. And, um, you know, we have we all have different capacities starting out, like starting out, you know, like, you know, somebody might have a, a, a bigger capacity for something, but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean uh, anyone else isn't capable of uh, reaching or surpa- like transcending that that capacity. Like if you see something in somebody you know, and you're like, oh, I wish I was more like them or whatever. Take that, you know, do the shadow work and like inspire yourself and change uh, what you need to change instead of kind of like distracting yourself or avoiding, avoiding that. Yeah. Yeah. And, but that's the thing is like people comparing themselves to others based on what they're doing. It's like, well, maybe they have that capability and that's cool because later we can put that together and do something and build something together yeah yeah and and we don't have to all be tuning into the the same capabilities or frequencies or whatnot but it's like eventually since we're coming together in one way or another because we're just naturally connecting we can build something later on or uh help people also kind of rise up to to their highest potential and it doesn't have to look the same for everyone but I I do feel like there's a lot of that like comparing people and saying oh you're you're probably higher or lower and I'm just like everybody has different stuff that they're working on and in the I guess you could say in the higher realms or just you know elsewhere uh we are all working together anyways and we came here to learn different things and we're at different steps or levels are at our in our own journey but yeah it's yeah. like yeah it's it's useless to compare people i think you know to like where are you in a higher or lower level of consciousness like you know where are you at <laughs> it's like i don't know yeah 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 ex- exactly um yeah that's a that's a that's a big one um 
where it's it's kind of like this thing of like you're letting the like you know the light uh like let's say like you you and me you know where we might be good at something and then we meet somebody and they're so kind of glamored by but by what we're so good at and they try to you know maybe simulate that or like imitate or whatever but the whole time um that's kind of i feel like that's where your shadow kind of trips you up because when we do shadow work and all these things um it actually increases our capacity so the the harder something is to for you to face that's when you should actually face it because that could be the the key to your superpower like if mm -hmm. if you, you've gone through something in your life if you've gone through something in your life and you keep a avoiding it you know through finding people or doing things or surrounding yourself with people who kind of distract you from that energy um mm -hmm. when when like your shadow has been calling you there this this whole time you're kind of stunting your stunting your growth too because the like i said the harder something is for you to face the deeper the shadow work is when you're able to do it like you'll be able to that's going to be your superpower too, like a way for you to help other people. Just because, you know, somebody did a tarot card reading, a tarot or whatever, tarot. <laughs> <laughs> just, because yeah. somebody, just because somebody did like a reading for you and it helped you because they were good at that doesn't mean the answer is for you to get good at reading and then like read yourself cards all the time. Like mm -hmm. it's to take that little nugget that they gave you and kind of shine light for yourself and be like, okay, where, what did this awaken in me? And like, how much deeper can I take it? Because the deeper we go in within ourselves, the more capacity we create for to unlock, you know, our light and like our powers and stuff like that. I, yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I have a question for you that just came up just randomly is that, when you grew when you were growing up did you have some sort of like um in terms of you know because mainstream psychology because i was doing psychology i just quit recently psychology i was doing a phd in psychology and stuff and i i see all the programming behind it and i was just wondering uh have you had any like experiences where they were trying to put you in a box or saying oh you you have this or you know like I don't know, like, just tell me what your experience with psychology is, because I feel like we, uh, us as like, you know, I guess, yeah. whatever you want to call it, like, you know, some people call us star seeds, indigos, whatever. I don't like labeling too much, although it, it serves its purpose. But I'm just curious to know if you've had any like bad experiences with psychology. Uh, fortunately, no. Mm. Um, uh, I've had I've had some bad experiences trying to self-diagnose myself when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, did you? Yeah, so what, tell me, tell me about that because I feel uh, like there's something there. Did you look at what you might be or might not be, and then you got like, oh my gosh, I might be this. Yeah, tell me about that. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was like when I was like 20, 21, 22, I went through this phase of like comparing myself to the external world and like. Mm -hmm. um, seeing seeing things or whatever and then it made me question myself like wait do i have this or do i have that mm -hmm. i went through like these 
not very constructive rabbit holes of me trying to figure out figure out what what was going on in my head but it was lit it was through the filter of like psychology which now i know is uh very it has like this very limited uh like you said it like boxes things up and like tries to classify them but now we know like from the me now knows anything that i was going through back then it was just you know consciousness trying to figure itself out yeah like that's that's all it was like we us creating the boxes as we grow up or like or you know systems creating those boxes it fragments us and it doesn't mm-hmm. give us it doesn't give us like this holistic uh view of ourselves so like you know you're growing up you know somebody somebody slaps a narcissist label on you somebody slaps a a psychotic label on you somebody slaps a ADHD label on you somebody slaps like uh whatever and then like you know we grow we grow up or like even I mean okay let's throw this in there somebody like you know then you grow up and you're still trying to figure yourself out uh, astrology gets slapped on there. So you're like, oh, may- maybe all this stuff is like, because I'm a Virgo or this. <laughs> so yeah. you can, you can yeah. see how it starts. Like you can see where this pure kid or whatever growing up starts getting fragmented. Like when yeah. they should, when they should just be able to grow up and just figure themselves out. Like the system already, when you're coming into the world, it's already trying to like, put you in a box like oh like this 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 kid will be good here this kid will be good here oh um this kid is not functional it will like they'll never be useful to the system like toss them out yeah so what label did you slap yourself on like uh, when you were 22 (laughs) oh i was like clearly uh like adhd like i i i like that's something you can self-diagnose and like you don't even need to self-diagnose because you're like, oh yeah. Like, I mean, and ADHD is the most, like the dumbest thing I've ever heard even be a diagnosis or even people medicate it because it's literally, it's, it's part, it's a part of, it's a a part of like the human experience, like attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. A, a, A human is not supposed to be concentrating on something for eight hours a day. Like there's no such thing as an attention deficit, a deficit compared to what it's just, that was just like, that was an, the, a box that I was just like, yeah, I, okay. I have ADHD, whatever, but um, mm-hmm. just, it just blew my mind that a kid is diagnosed with ADHD and they're given like a freaking psychotic medication. Yeah. Yes. And, and thank you for sharing that because I do feel like that has a, like a big emotional charge and for you and for people listening, because that is definitely the thing that is more like the most overdiagnosed thing in our children today. And to the date, it's still saying, oh, your child can't pay attention for more than this span of time. He has ADHD. And so I really think that that, that's obviously a big part of the program. So I I found that like, that's just something that came in like right now. It's like, I have to say something about this. And I'm glad that like, you could say it from your experience that that's what you thought, you know, and that you put yourself in this box thinking, oh my gosh, I have a disorder. What is a a disorder? Like what, you know, that 
it just they just make us think that there's something wrong with us all the time whereas these are the most gifted people on the planet you know yeah and it's just a natural part of being human like just yeah. because just because you know they label it ADHD and say oh this person's not getting class or this person needs to take medicine if they're going to be a corporate drone and like they won't they won't be able to pr produce enough uh what like output or output enough uh you know product or whatever or like you know they it won't they won't be a benefit to us if we don't medicate them or yeah it's it's honest it's honestly it's honestly in, insane and you can see how it's it's basically like the external world trying to and like the uh yeah the adhd thing is big too because a lot of uh awakened people star seeds blah 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 like uh adhd <laughs> is a big a big one for everyone like that's the one thing that every everyone gets diagnosed with growing up but um but yeah another thing that i thought i had was like schizophrenia too <laughs> Yeah, me too, you know, because of the visions that we get and stuff yeah. that's like, boom, you just like, you just like in another reality. And it's just like, an, it, it, even it's, it's just like an AR, you know, it's like augmented reality thing. And then, but we know now we know, and I know that, you know, <laughs> that, that that's not what it is. We're not buying into the game. And this is we're so actually seeing yeah. the game. We're, we're seeing the, we're seeing through the, the veil and, um, the mm -hmm. external world tries to put you in a box and says, oh, you're not seeing through the veil. So you're sick. You're sick. You're sick. You're sick. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that's really the saddest part of it. Honestly, um, the the like ADHD is not that bad, but there are some really bad mental illnesses that if you catch them early, they don't even have to become a mental illness. And that that person can be aligned, aligned out of it, um, just like how I aligned myself out of schizophrenia because exactly um, yeah, but, but that was because like honestly i will say my mom my mom was not the most amazing mom but of course i love her and everything but one thing i do thank her for i mean i thank her for a lot of things but the one thing is she uh like her back she was a little backwards thinking and anytime i would go up to her and like be like, I think I have this. I think I have this. I think I have this. She would be like, no, you're... <laughs> Ethiopians, Ethiopians don't get schizophrenia. That's a Western. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in her, in her own crazy way, she, she helped me like, because if she listened, like if I, if she was from any other culture or, you know, maybe um, was maybe Americanized too much, um, and she took me to uh, uh, a psychiatrist, I probably would have been diagnosed with schizophrenia and like, I wouldn't be here today. Exactly. And that's the thing is like people go to the psychiatrist or, or think they buy into the narrative. And that's when it becomes, I guess, uh, in a certain way, I guess the word that comes to mind is like toxic for their for their reality. It's because they're like, it, it becomes like this, this downward spiral of like, oh, I'm seeing things. And they're like, this is not normal. I must be crazy. And then they get diagnosed and they're like, oh, it's even worse. So instead of accepting that as a gift, yeah, they yeah. see it as as like a, 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 a um, yeah, what's it called? The, the word, it's escaping me in English. Um, <laughs> maladie. How do you Earth? say this? Yeah, no, like, like a disorder, disorder. So disorder. they see it as that. And then that, in a way, also just kind of just separates them from, you know, anything else, and they just get lost. 
yeah. you know, but, but we who know that that when we see things like this, it's no, this is what is actually normal. That what's normal, what's not normal is not seeing things, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, what's not normal is just ignoring the the really our multidimensionality and what we have access to. That is not normal. Yeah, what's not normal is uh, believing everything you see on TV and like yeah. that, that that being your only that or like you know what you hear on the radio or you know news mainstream. Like the mainstream is not reality, but like a lot of these things are working yeah. to make the mainstream the the operating reality. But yeah, that's, that's what it is. It's the, at the end of the day, it's the external systems that were built, um, you know, to, to manage, to manage consciousness, to manage humanity. They don't want humanity knowing that we can create our reality too. They just want you plugged into the mainstream. So all you're doing is creating what they want you to create like the, the the like earlier what I was saying like you know when you're in school and you're not productive uh when you're at work and you're not productive it's like you you get tossed out you're not going to help them manufacture your their their reality but yeah no that's uh that's kind of my experience with like psychology and um and like mental mental illness if yeah, so, illness. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I when I encounter people who are diagnosed schizophrenics now, who take their medicines, uh, who are really fragmented, like I can really see, like when I'm talking to them and they're switching through their personalities, um, mm -hmm. I can actually see like at what, like at what point in their lives, like that it fragmented and created, like it, uh, it created like this whole. So they're it's basically like people walking around with like reality attachments or something like that but it's uh unfortunately yeah. unfortunately i haven't figured out how to be a superhero in that sense where i can just like punch somebody and knock the schizophrenia out of them or something like that <laughs> so in a uh, way i think there's it's like a also like what they choose to do you know because yeah. some people will just choose to say oh i'm sick oh what was me and then they just fall into this hole Whereas other people are like, oh my gosh, this is actually real. And I, I know that I'm tapping into what is actually happening behind the veil yeah. and, and do something with it because we can do something with this information, you yeah. know, and, and I feel like there, there are these, so what comes to mind right now is like, there are these windows opening up to us and showing us, you know, things, okay, that are useful for other people and for us in our journeys and that is how we are coming together as well in building groups or communities or whatnot and and i think okay so this is what i see happening this is the next question so what can we expect to happen next right because i've been asking myself this question and other people it's like okay i feel like there is a little bit of like maybe subgroups dispersion or something going on right now, but a, a lot of people are also looking within themselves, connecting with the people that they resonate the most. But then later, what's going to happen? Is it going to be like people coming more together and building communities? Are we going to just go into an island and and not and ignore the rest of the population? So I guess the concrete question is, what are you here to do, Elson? Well. I, I touched on that a little earlier, but yeah, I feel like I'm kind of 
supposed to be a bridge builder, a reality collapser or like false reality collapser. Because anytime, anytime I meet somebody and um, like I used to be, you know, this more introverted, I still am introverted, but um, yeah. Like I, I used to be this person when somebody said something that didn't uh, resonate with me, I would just like let it go. But now l- lately I've, um, I've kind of, you know, started stepping up and if something doesn't sit right with me, like I trust my gut and just speak up and, you know, if th- whatever happens, happens. But yeah, lately, the biggest thing I've been doing is kind of trying to build bridges, like mo- not more so like on social media. But, but like in real life, like people I'm meeting, like in through work, just as I'm going about my day, uh, if I, if I meet up or like, you know, talk with people, you know, who, who trigger me or whatever, or I get, or I trigger them. Like I try to, I try to pull these conversations out of them <laughs> where, where it's like, okay, so what's going on, what's going on here? Like, you know, do you see what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> And see if I can help them. See if I can help them break the break the veil. Um, and uh, my professional my professional work. I think I told you about this. I start like almost uh, almost two years ago. Now I kind of landed in this like corporate position. Wow! Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. For the yeah. for the for the longest time, I was I was fighting it. Like I was one of those awakened people who was like who was like corporations are bad um you know i don't want to be part of the corporation uh like i'm working against humanity if i'm selling out or whatever so that was big a big shadow work for me um uh but as soon as i did that an opportunity aligned for me to kind of sneak into a corporation like on a uh in in a very like critical role um where where I have, where I have access to like many people's consciousness. So, um, so like I do, um, I do like corporate trainings. Um, like, uh, I train any, any one from like minimum wage all the way up to, uh, like management. Mm, Um, mm -hmm. and like, I, I kind of, um, uh, kind of teach them like, uh, the prop, what I'm supposed to be teaching them is the proper way to do stuff. Like, you know, yeah. the, the, yeah. the, the way that the system wants, <laughs> but you're getting, we're not going to do it that way. Right. Yeah. No, we're not, we're not doing it that way. So what I've actually done is, um, I've started creating, um, my guides or like my, my manuals or my training manuals based on this material called the 12 attitudes and responsibilities. And it's from materials called the freedom teachings. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, this is one of the, this is one of the most, probably the most, like the deepest things that I've ever encountered. And it's like, nothing has ever, nothing in my life. Like, even when I was doing like, you know, when I was newly awakened into the new age and even after like, you know, I dabbled in Wicca and all these like all these things, like when I was figuring myself, when I was figuring myself out, none of that, none of that stuff stuck, but this stuff stuck. And as soon as I started engaging with it, like doors, doors, doors and windows started opening. So I'm like, there must be something, 
there must be something to this stuff. So what mm -hmm. I've actually, what, so what I'm actually doing, like, so I like, you know, after, you know, uh, doing my shadow work, I was like, you know, my, what's my purpose or whatever. So I, I was just like, so right now my purpose is going to be to kind of be like a virus in the, in the system. So <laughs> nice. So basically what I'm doing is um, I'm training people um, to operate not in the way the system wants them to, um, but in the way that they can work the system like for them, for themselves, kind of like, like I yeah. want them, I want them to be aware of the system, of course, like, but, but also like, oh, be aware that they are, they have, you know, accountability and responsibility too. And anytime they're engaging with the system to kind of not just blindly, like be like, you know, calculate stuff like a robot and do what you're supposed to do, but kind of add their own like co-creative power in, into it. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. I love that. And, and what came to mind is like, this is the message that I want to bring through is that a lot of us are here to be like chameleons, you know, it's like we fit in everywhere yet nowhere at the same time. And we, we can like, we adapt to the population, but at the same time, there's a frequency behind everything we do. Even if we seem like sometimes, sometimes people don't take us seriously or, you know, but there is something behind the, you know, the intention behind what we're doing is so much bigger than what it seems like. And so that I think is like super powerful. And wow, that is so cool. Yeah, so thank you for sharing that because I, I do feel like a lot of people listening to this are gonna resonate with that. And this this keeps coming back. It's, I have to I have to do something about this. Like the message is like, we're not leaving anybody behind. Yeah. People who choose to come to us and who want to wake up or, or you know, that's what we're here to do. It's not about just going and living on an island and, and saying, oh, I'm the chosen one and you screw yourself, you know, like, no, we're here to spark people, you know? Yeah, yeah. that's so cool. And whenever I'm doing like, you know, in the trainings, I'm always giving that, you know, that person a choice, like, you know, some people are going to resonate with this kind of stuff. And some people aren't like, it goes, it goes back to our capacity, our DNA, um, you know, our consciousness, you know, what, what somebody is able to wrap their head around or not. And um, in the, in the, uh, in the time I've been doing this, um, I really, really started focusing on doing this maybe in the past like seven months. Up, up until then, I've just kind of been, you know, building it up, kind of seeing how I can sneak it, sneak these things into the system. Yeah. So now, now I'm like at the point where I, I'm able to, um, to apply it. And what I've been, what I've started noticing is that, that just some people just won't get it. And, yeah. and that's, and that's totally okay. And, you know, I train them like the system wants me to train them and I let them go. But when there's people who kind of get sparked and like, like mm -hmm. they feel like, you know, they feel that co-creative power, then, you know, I will, um, connect, connect deeper with that person. Yeah, right. I connect, I connect yeah. deeper with them. And even without speaking, I think, like you said, uh, in the higher dimensions, we we're engaging with every, even a random person you talk to on the street, like in the higher dimensions, you guys could know each other. Uh, like you know 
very Since forever. Yeah. So, so, you know, I, I hold that intention kind of like when I'm encountering people where that resonate with this and like, see that they're able, like they're part in the system and like they're, cro- they're co-creators and not just robots or whatever, or that they don't have to like, yeah, the system, the system is important. Systems are important, but um, you also have the power. You're empowered to like, think for yourself. You don't always have to do what the, what the system tells you to do. But anyway, yeah but yeah so like it and like I don't force this off on anyone but okay so another aspect of my job is that I also terminate people right so like I ter- I terminate contracts mm. uh, and you know maybe maybe I do that in the higher dimensions too now like that yeah I know right so in maybe. some ways I think we're here doing things that we also do in the higher realms when we're starting to integrate more of who we are we yeah, start applying yeah. those capabilities here as well. Yeah, for sure. So go ahead. <laughs> so, um, so another thing, another aspect of my job is the like low performers or like what the system deems, you know, just get them out. So they come to me, they come to me as well. If I'm able to coach them to success, that's a win for me. Um, even if they're not able to keep their job in the company, if I'm able to coach them into success, like to realize, you know, their power, like Mm -hmm. that, I, like I said, I kind of, I weave in the, the 12 attitudes and responsibilities and like all this uh, consciousness, like co-creation and like, you know, your thought creates your reality. Like, but I, I make it very basic. Like I don't, I don't get woo woo with it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not saying like, oh, you have 15 chakras and like, yeah. like, you know, uh, pinealian duct vec- veca codes and all that. Like, yeah. All that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so I've kind of like that, all that stuff, all that stuff I did has distilled through me. Right. Mm. And I turn it into like digestible stuff that people can either swallow or not swallow. Um, and when I'm working with these people that the system wants me to terminate, like I, what the system wants me to do is coach them to be productive in the system. But what I'm actually doing is like, uh, in my head, I'm like, it's, it's a good thing you're leaving this system, but I'm going to equip you. I'm going to equip you with the tools that you need. So after you leave here, you'll actually, you know, have an expanded consciousness and like maybe start seeing the world differently, start uh, maybe co-creating your reality a little bit, you know, you never know. Wow. Uh, Yeah. That's super powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's, that's honestly been what, like, like I said, I haven't, I'm not, you know, I haven't changed the world yet, but. But we're in the process of doing it. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's a yeah, it's a it's a work in progress, and it's not about like the big results. It's about like that we're accumulating, you know, a certain we we're impacting people, even if it's one person per you know per month or you know whatever. It doesn't matter. It's that's what's important. It's like you're impacting people, and yeah. I I love you know when we were talking one day. It's like the universe only gives you what you can handle, and and it's like you're doing it and it's like you are yeah you are already doing it you don't have to look for the next big thing or what am I going to do next or is this really my job or like you're already there it's enjoying the journey of it right so yeah Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm only being, I'm only able to do this because I did my shadow work. I can <laughs> Otherwise, I love that because I did my shadow work. <laughs> uh, because other, otherwise, otherwise, I'd be part of, part of the system too. Like anyone else in my position would just be doing what they're told. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So, so like I'm like I'm telling you this this opportunity came up uh, out of nowhere. Like I knew somebody in the company, and they were leaving, and they were like, you know what, you know. Like you, you have such a good head on your shoulders. I never know what you're talking about, but like, uh, like I, think, I, think, I think you might be good. I think you might be good for this position. And they, they talked me up to, you know, the corporate people. Wow. That's and, great. And I made myself sound good, you know, like a robot, like. <laughs> Bravo. Good job. You know, you're like a spy, you know, yeah. it's like. And infiltrated, like, you know, like, I know your role and here. I infiltrated yes. the, the yeah. infiltrator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so cool. I love it. I love it. Uh, but yeah, like not, not to, not to talk too much about myself, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what I've been doing. Some people might agree with it. Some people call me, might call me a sellout or whatever. I know, I know what, what I'm doing and um, yeah. What are you doing? That's don't worry about what I'm doing. What are you doing? <laughs> exactly? What hey, why are you criticizing me? What have you done? That's important, you know. Like, what the <laughs> yeah, I know, I mean, right? I'm I'm working, I'm working in who knows like 50 dimensions right now. Like, yeah, we're everywhere. We yeah. are literally everywhere. And some people like don't I, I just yeah, some people just don't take it seriously. And that that just kind of sometimes it pisses me off, but but then you know I'm like you know what, whatever, what people think about what I'm doing, because I know what I'm doing, just like what you said, I know what I'm here to do. And as long as you're just really like anchored in your truth, that is that that is just powerful in itself, because it brings this like this frequency of like, yes, uh, you're going to attract the people that are, are also aligning with that. Just like with you and me when we connected with the whole llama thing, which I really want to talk about right now. It's with the llama. <laughs> that was honestly the most random thing ever, too. I know. But it's it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know what part, like that that must have been, you know, a part of us that was, you know, somewhere in another timeline, somewhere higher or like lower. I don't know. Anywhere. Just <laughs> it was definitely. Like it was a glitch. Like you know, glitches happen, right? We mm-hmm. called it. We called it a glitch, and you know, some things happen randomly. Maybe that happened randomly, but also maybe not randomly because the series of events that followed after that is the. Most- <laughs> I know, right? So the- let me just tell the story to people listening. If anybody's not familiar with this, is because during one of the the chats that we were having in one one of the groups that we were part of together is that yeah you were like you always put these little eyes when you're like oh I see or what does that mean like I, I'm seeing this or what does that mean when you put those little eyes everywhere you know like I, I even put them I even put them when when I was like 12 p.m right I know <laughs> it's like I'm it's like, like oh. uh, it's like it's like I'm looking it's like I'm looking to you I don't know uh, like it's kind of like I'm looking I'm like 
I'm here. Yeah, that's what it feels like. But you use that all the time. Yeah. And then one time you, yeah, good. No, I was going to say, I use it. I use it for multi, like it means, it means many, like you, like, as you said, it means many things to me when I put those eyes on posts, when I put it on like my story and with a post, it's like, you better look at this thing <laughs> or like, uh, yeah. or like when I'm, or like if if I if I react to something uh, that like that makes me go like this, like I'll put I'll put it I'll put it on there. Um, but yeah, that's basically it. I use I use that those eye emojis for multiple re like multiple reasons. But um, but yeah, so yeah, when we were doing when we were DM like we there was a conversation going on in the chat and we were having our own whisper conversation during the chat. And then I think we were just confirming to each other, like stuff was being said in the background and we were just like saying like, oh yeah, this, this is a nugget or this is a nugget or something. And then something big was said and I put like a huge line of eyes and then there was like one, one llama, one, <laughs> one llama in the eyes. And then, uh, I don't know, I can't remember the rest if you can <laughs> I was like, okay, so what happened next? Was like, I, I was like, I saw the eyes and then the llama. And I was like, I wrote to you, why did you put that llama there? Yeah. And, you, and then you were like, oh, that was a glitch. It was yeah. like laughing and like giggling about it. And then I, I started putting llamas in there for the, yeah. the next couple conversations yeah. to everyone. And nobody understood why the llamas were showing up. And then we had to like explain to people, oh, so it's because I sent him in a direct message, blah, blah, blah. Because after a while it turned into a direct message. Because you yeah, know, when, yeah. when you write when you write to people, it, I don't know, it, yeah. Zoom is really yeah. funny. It's like, sometimes it turns yeah, you into, yeah, a, it, yeah it, it brings you into a direct message even though you think you're talking to everyone. So we started talking privately, just like randomly. And then all of a sudden we had to like explain to people why we were laughing so much about the llamas. Oh, right. We weren't muted. We were, uh, we weren't <laughs> our voices. like, so we, yeah, we were, we were talking in the DMs and it wasn't muted. So they were like, what are these two laughing about? Like, what the fuck is so funny? Yeah. And then, yeah, we had to loop everyone in. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was, that was hilarious. Um, and then, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, just the series of events that followed after that was so hilarious. Everyone started seeing llamas in their reality. Mm -hmm. um, and then it kind of died down after, after, I think, I think uh, that whole thing was really a, a message for me because remember I got, um, I got this. Yeah, you got a llama tattoo. I remember that. <laughs> that's lovely that you got the tattoo I was just like so touched I'm like oh my gosh that is so amazing yeah yeah the, like that was the that was like I don't um I don't get tattoos often like I have some um but that one was just like screaming to me like you have to make this one a tattoo Aww. so so, so uh, but yeah that I kind of that like I was like, I, uh, I just wanted to embody it. I was like, you know, like glitches, glitches are, you know, th the things that shake up the system. Mm -hmm. uh, and like, you know, there's all these memes about being the, like, you know, be the glitch you want to see, or like, you know, all these, like the, the, the stuff like that. And uh, this kind of was like a confirmation to me that like glitches can really like shake 
shake reality up and like create a whole time like a whole thing like like i mean it it popped up into like how, however many people in the group kept remember everyone was replying in there and saying like oh my god llama look like what i yeah i know we opened up a portal i love opening up portals yeah so i was, <laughs> I was like i was like that i want to remember that and like that power that you know we all we all have and like yeah that was kind of my intention around around getting the tattoo and it's my favorite like i have a couple tat like okay i have more than a couple tattoos but that was my that one's my favorite that was that one's my favorite one um, and no hate no no hate on my other tattoos because i got i got a couple before i was I, I was awakened and like i have this one what is that one i like it actually what is that uh, spiral yeah it's like it's, a spiral. It's, yeah when i first got it it was like a an african symbol like there's there's a there's symbols in Af some african cultures and that one just meant unity oh okay i like it uh, yeah it's like it's one line that makes two energies so i was like oh that's interesting mm, i like uh, that yeah um, ah, and what other one let's see the other hand <laughs> the other hand <laughs> uh this one is just the uh, that was after finding like eternal life or whatever so oh what's important is those moments right of like when you when you feel like there's has been a, a change in your life and yeah. that's when you get these tattoos and that's what's important it doesn't matter for me yeah there may be some symbols that are distorted whatnot but that was a very important part of my life and it's represented as you know this this like uh i guess you know when you have like these paths like in your life you have like a path and then you have like a roundabout it's like a very important area i guess or area like i guess uh yeah a point in your life where you can choose to go this way or that way but it's that you know it represents it like a node or i don't know how to like call it but yeah, yeah. i see what you mean and and yeah for me i don't really see tattoos as a as a bad thing you know, as long as as it's it was aligned in the moment, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that this is so cool. And um, you know what I was just remembering is that I did a meditation about let's say two or three days ago, and I got this really clear image of a llama in there. Like, uh, it's like, you know, the, those kinds of meditations where you're just like, okay, uh, I, I kind of don't know what I'm doing now, but just I need some guidance kind of thing. And, and mm -hmm. so I got, so I got, I got other things too. I got like bees as well, like a bee and stuff like that. But then I also got a llama in there. I was like, oh, there's Austin and, you know, the guys <laughs> that we have connected with llamas and stuff. So I found that really cool. And I'm like thinking, well, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure like even, even though we're not necessarily working together at the moment, I think, I think we're going to come together at some point, you know, but right now it's like, maybe some people feel like they need to work on things on, on, the, on, the, on themselves, like, or yeah, separately, but it feels like it's going to come together later on. I don't know. What is your take yeah. on, on this? Like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Like, I mean, there's an ebb and flow to, to creation and life. And I think we were, we were flow and now we're ebbing and then, uh, mm -hmm. you know, figuring stuff out and then, yeah, like naturally we're going to start flowing, flowing together too. So yeah, I think just when, uh, when, when everyone feels the time is right, um, or when each single person feels the time is right, like we'll, 
uh, I think it's like we just we should just be honest and tell each other <laughs> because like yeah. like we're we're past the point of feeling like oh maybe I shouldn't uh you know reach out because of you know stuff that happened before mm -hmm. like that like we're we're way beyond that like if if we if we parted ways like in a in a bad way that doesn't mean you know we're not gonna talk forever or whatever it just means like we both may may need to integrate some stuff and as long as you know both or like whatever all parties are open to um uh to reconnecting like you like the insights that are shared after something like that are probably going to be a lot deeper than um you know what caused the what caused like any kind of like disconnection or anything like that so that's what that's what i believe mm -hmm. i think these like reconnections will happen in uh in like in divine time as long as we're like in our in our truth and honesty like not letting our shadows or traumas or fears kind of get get the best of us mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, yeah. no I, de I definitely feel like right now everyone's kind of decided to do their own thing um and then you know they have their lessons to learn maybe and then we'll we'll kind of flow back together and be like oh my god like we're all we we're all the same but like we're deep like somehow like our capacity has changed yeah yeah I, I yeah i see i see what you mean i see what you mean and sometimes it's really difficult to put these things into words but i feel like you and me kind of get each other in terms of what we're saying and a few people listening as well it's like words you know there's always so much meaning behind what is said and that is what's cool about i think these connections is that you don't really need to say things most of the time or when you say something it's like there's so much more behind that and i want to just thank you so much for being here today and um sharing your experiences and yeah yeah it was, it was cool i think i think i liked that our our session or like the podcast was kind of focused on on one on one thing like i like that we delved into shadow work because that's that's like a really important thing and it's not like this woo woo mysterious like uh new age bs it's literally just about reconciling your your humanity with your spirituality and like your you know your life experiences we have to face ourselves in certain certain things like you can't always be the good guy so like, but, and you can't always run from it either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, we were, yeah, we were saying, sorry, we were saying this at the beginning, like, uh, I would say we should focus on how it's, everything is so complex, yet so simple, you know? Mm -hmm. So I kind of want to bring it back to that. It doesn't have to, you know, we don't have to go on a rant about that, but I do think that that's important. You know, it, it, it it's totally linked to shadow work it doesn't have to be complex and 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 painful yes well in a way but like you can you can have fun with it and and like value it for what it is and it's just like like yeah it's very complex it's so simple i don't know what do you <laughs> we just yeah, no, that, that's, that's honestly that's a perfect full circle because uh avoiding shadow work and like um you know distracting ourselves and and all this all this stuff that we put in between us and like uh figuring ourselves out is what complicates life if you just faced if you just faced every instance of 
of like shadow stuff that you're feeling and just dealt with it right away life would be very simple like we're like um i don't want to get too political but politics race religion like all these things are where they are now fragmented and um and like all this stuff because somewhere in history or like nowhere in history did somebody just say okay we're gonna stop this shit right now <laughs> and now we're at this point where there's a thousand religions a thousand genders that might trigger somebody go ahead no yes that's perfect yeah we're just we're at this point no one well, no one wanted to do you know take responsibility and accountability and that that accountability and responsibility can be taken by anybody but it's just that we got here to at the point because everyone's been externalizing their power giving it up to governments giving it up to uh religion or external systems or family or whatever that's what complicated everything like if everyone just dealt with their shit when it was meant to be dealt with instead of projecting it onto religion or family or this did this to me or that did this to me or this or whatever or this group of people did this or that or whatever um these things um just like when i was saying earlier with how I dealt with my mental illness, these things can be can be taken care of very early and you can live a very simple, uh, simple life. But I mean, maybe that's just not the that's just not the mission for anyone who comes to to planet Earth. Well, yeah, it's about for me, it's about the choice that you yeah. make. Right, because everybody has that capability and the potential to do it. In my opinion, as human beings, we ha we do have some like similar like physiological traits, or you know, or not. But um, it it all comes down to what do you want to do? What is your choice? And this is a free will planet, and it's you know, some people might argue against that. It's like, oh, free will doesn't exist. That everything is already prescripted or whatnot. I I don't necessarily resonate with that. I don't know, but like. Yeah, I, I do think we do have the choice to to do something more than what we came here like scripted to do based on the system. It's uh, you can also override a lot of things. So you and me, I think we're here like us. The word that comes to mind is system busters. You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're here to do that too. So I I just love that. Mm -hmm. Definitely, yeah totally um total i'm totally feeling that and um but yeah that's basically like all the complications of life and all these nuances and all this shit just happens because the core thing is not handled for whatever reason maybe maybe it wasn't handled on purpose so it could be exploited but but yeah that's where you see it can go into multiple rabbit holes but yeah it at the end of the at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day, whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, because time is an illusion. Time yeah, is an illusion. <laughs> because like my day is just beginning, but yours is kind of like on the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, but we're here, kind of meeting in the middle, so it's kind of funny like that. But yeah, so yeah, but at the end or beginning of the day, whichever one you prefer, this is this is about taking care of these things that your ego or whatever or whatever systems 
make you feel like you should be avoiding like, oh, this is not healthy to think about, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. in, in, terms, in terms of stuff you have to process for yourself, you shouldn't be distracting yourself from stuff that clearly, like if you're constantly thinking you're sick, don't think you're sick. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying um, if something in, in your reality is not working out or there's a part of you that you've run into a few times that's kind of derailed you or like uh, it felt like it was distracting you or whatever, or like there was something deeper there, or maybe you got triggered or something, something just doesn't sit right. That sit, that something doesn't sit right. Isn't a message to avoid whatever isn't sitting right. It's a message to address it. Like, I think the, the inverted nature of this reality makes people feel like, oh, this thing feels uh, not good or whatever. So let's not, let's not deal with it like we can throw love and light at it and it'll be like good like that you know that works that might work temporarily or whatever but you gotta, yeah. you, gotta you gotta deal with that stuff and like I think we would be three four hundred years ago if the people who weren't really trying to change the world got if they didn't get wiped out we would be in a completely different uh like timeline like come like mm, yeah uh, like all this talk about like heaven on earth and blah, blah, blah. Like it's, it's possible. Um, but not until everyone, you know, carries their, carries their own weight. Like the world is fucked up. Yeah. But you're fucked up too. <laughs> so, so like everybody just, everybody just has to fuck, uh, fucking carry them carry their own weight and um and we'd be good and like it's just sad because we're at this point now like you know we don't only have to carry the weight of our stuff but generations of stuff and that's yeah. what makes that that's what makes it hard and um people like this goes back to what you were saying again full circle some people are just built with more stamina some people can carry these generational things deal with them and come out the other end stronger and and that's i mean that's that and like i feel like i'm one of those people some people might not agree some people might do whatever but um but yeah 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 and that's about valuing valuing sorry our, our gifts and what we're here to do instead of comparing ourselves to oh this person knows a lot about geometry or math or or decoding or whatever no it's not about that it's about admiring them okay yeah sure but we also have our own thing that we're here to bring and I know I see you so that is a beautiful way to to end, end this podcast awesome thank you so much for being here I just truly really appreciate you and sending you such a big hug <laughs> <laughs> uh, big hugs and uh you want to yeah. say you want to say you want to say or like let's let everybody say goodbye to george oh yes please is he here also maybe georgie will watch this and see george. oh yeah oh yeah georgie yeah oh my goodness yeah i was like i was thinking when you said george when you said george I was like because you said because you call him georgie and i was like oh georgie i have to send a message to georgie oh <laughs> he's he's not like a cuddly cat on honestly but um we still we still love each other he's like um what i like to say you can leave this on the podcast or not but uh, what i like to say is i think i think i think i'm like his karmic guardian because he comes off he comes off as like a dark lord who got put in a, <laughs> in a 
the cat's body. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Oh my goodness. Yeah. We, yeah. Watch, we watch we watch each other's backs like in uh in my dreams and stuff. He's come in and helped me out. So mm. so definitely, so definitely I I met him for met him for a reason too. So yeah, I love my George. But it was great talking to you. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thank you. And, and thank you guys for joining in. If you listen to the whole thing, you're obviously part of our tribe. So thank you so much for being here. And I'll see you guys again. Um, I, I guess uh, this podcast episode is going to come in after I come back from my vacation break. So yeah, but I'll be doing one again very soon. And yeah. All right. Thank you guys. And see you for next time. Bye-bye. Say bye, Austin. Bye.